Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Creative people are blessed and cursed at the same time. Failing to understand how creativity works can easily result in ruining their entire life. People with a creative mind love to create things. They like the process of creation itself. I'm talking about artists, writers, musicians, filmmakers, designers, software developers, marketing specialists, and even some entrepreneurs. There are more creative professions today than ever before. People who are drawn by the forces of creation can choose from a wide array of fields. So how are they blessed? Creative persons are full of passion. If they create something, they put everything they can, even a part of their souls. They enjoy every minute of the creative process, and it's not unusual if a creative person refers to creating art as sometimes better than sex. Of course, if you aren't creative, you may not understand this. So far, being creative sounds very good, right? It is truly a blessing. Unless the creative person falls into the trap, most of them fall into the trap of trying to use their art to make a living, which is the curse. My guest today is Emma, Ariema McKay, who moved to Nevada in 2009. She recognized the vast physical beauty of the basin and range landscapes, coupled with the broad and extensive sky, provided the spark of inspiration to pursue a longtime passion of painting. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I've known you for quite some time, and of course, when we met, you were an architect. That's right. That's right. I still kind of say am. I'm licensed and and sort of professionally still is, but don't really practice so much anymore. Um, When the economy sort of tanked in 2009, when I moved here, there wasn't um, much doing. I was going back and forth to California for a while. But then when this beautiful Nevada landscape caught my eye, and I took my first painting class. I just fell in love with it and got so addicted. I didn't have time to do architecture anymore. (laughs) So I'm looking at a lot of your paintings right now and you're telling me that you took an art class in like 2009 and you're producing this kind of artwork? (laughs) Well, it's 2010, so it's five, five years, yes. It was it was something I I I was always a wannabe artist. You know, when I was a kid, I remember oh, on a cold fall day outside with paper and leaves and stamping paint on them and making a little book. And uh, I had an aunt that was ill, and I made a little barnyard scene that I brought into school for show and tell. And the teacher sent me around to the other classes. So, you know, there was a little piggy with a little curly tail and a door that opened and, and things. And when I was 12-ish, I was um, drawing paper dolls and making design clothes for them. And then I started drawing houses. And I remember my big thing was this round house or octagonal house I designed. So I was always kind of dabbling. but. 
you know, getting into high school and kind of thinking about careers and things, um, when I would say I want to be an artist, you know, I took an art class and people would tease me, well, well I was, you know, I mean, Jersey girl, so New York was nearby and they would say, well, are we going to see you on the corner of Greenwich Village selling your art? And I thought, you know, that's not a very pretty sight. <laughs> So uh, my, my hero studying art was Leonardo da Vinci. He did it all, right? He was a great painter, engineer, architect. So I thought, well, I should do something respectable, make a living. And so I, I started doing architecture. But I remember in school, you get all these supplies, you know. Uh, and you sit at your desk and you have your parallel rule. That was the old days before the computer. <laughs> And I drew that first line, straight line. It was like, whoa, this is very different than you know anything I've done. But it was a great experience. Um, it was learning how to solve problems and incorporating technology, um, economic factors, environmental factors, and it, and it was great. So it was a you know a very different than this kind of creativeness. Uh, working in offices, it was I was doing mostly details. To be a woman in that uh, architectural scene in those days, I remember going to an office for an interview, and they said, oh, "A girl's here." You know, it's all men, <laughs> and no one knew how to relate to you. You were either their sister, their mother, their aunt, lover. You know, it was just, it was very weird. But anyway, um, so I had a, a great thing when I, I moved to California and up to Monterey, where I was for almost twenty years. I started my own practice and also worked with an interior designer. So that got to be very creative where you're, you know, developing designs and, and all that. So, but it was, uh, I think, you know, and here I was in Carmel and Monterey, gorgeous, one of the most yes. beautiful places <laughs> on the planet. And I think I painted once oh. and maybe a couple of times after, but not really going outside. You know, after I started painting here, I, I've gone back to do that. So it's um, been an interesting journey. Being an architect is obviously still creative because people yes. want you to pull out of their head what right. their vision of this cool house is going to be. And so it, the, the latent talent was still within you. It's just it, you put it on a shelf for many, many years. Right. As someone asked, is painting similar to doing architecture? And, you know, it really stumped me. And I said no at the time. And I thought about it and thought about it. And, I mean, in a way, you're dealing with similar design elements. It's, it's all the same. In architecture, it's three-dimensional and experiential. Painting, you're working with a two-dimensional surface, but you're creating a three-dimensional experience. So, but it, but it's still doing the process is different. You know, architecture almost is easy to paint. <laughs> let me tell you, this is the hardest thing. <laughs> you know, you do it in floor plan and you resolve it. But painting, it's they don't always come out, and you can't get that light quality or whatever you know you're trying to portray. So it can be very frustrating. Plus, your level of skill. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it takes what you mentioned about the blessing. Uh, it's a lot of discipline. You know, you have to practice like a musician. If you don't use it, you lose it. And and the other thing, as you said, the curse. Um, I didn't paint for twenty years, and and 
there was this little voice in my head that kept saying, come on, let's go, and this nudge, you know, and it was, so finally I did give in. Now it's, you know, it got to be such a big voice, you just couldn't ignore it any longer. And, you know, when I talk with my friends who are also artists, it is, it's, you don't have a choice. You have to do it. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show with guest Emma, Ariama McKay, phenomenal artist. But I, I guess I'm still a little shocked when you tell me that, you know, you did all of this, but, you know, it was really an art class, what, four years ago? Five years. Five years ago that now is, you know, just totally you've unloaded onto the universe all this beauty and grace and everything you're bringing to these canvases is just mind-boggling mind-boggling to me because i really have no talent in this whole side of the the mind i mean i cannot draw or paint and even though i love to color and things like that and often you know, certainly encourage people as business owners and stuff to get out there and really do the stuff that you know fills your soul because that's how we recharge our batteries and stuff but and we're going to talk more about realistically how you you know made the decision that now you're a true artist and you've got to convert that into a business mm -hmm. but we're not there yet you took this art class it re-inspired you and fired you up then what? Well, I, I was fortunate when I, uh, the person I took the class with, with was Eric Holland, and he, as I found out, was a key artist here in Reno. And he's done great things putting organizations together with artists and, and all this. So I think I was painting for about a, not even a year with him, and there was some kind of fundraiser for, I think it was uh, Scenic Nevada. And it was a small gathering, and he said, well, yeah, you know, put some of your paintings in. And I sold my first painting and got a check for $35. And, and so he was just so wonderful and encouraging and, uh, you know, brought these opportunities to me um, to exhibit. You know, wasn't, I wasn't really thinking that, but it was, yeah, okay, okay, fine. It was a little intimidating. You know, it's very vulnerable putting your stuff out there these organizations had some great opportunities. There's another one, Nevada Land Trust, um, that I've shown with ever since then as well. Um, and so, you know, in a sense, they become a gallery taking part of the commission. So it's a wonderful thing to be doing what you love and, and giving back also. I mean, there's been a lot of this. Those are things that started happening. And then I realized there are other organizations where they have call for artists. Um, actually, the city of Reno uh, has them every year, which finally I got hooked into. And um, due to that, I have a show now down at the Metro Gallery City Hall in Reno till May 8th. And uh, we have our next reception May 7th, 5 to 8. And so the city's been great supportive of, of artists and their spaces um, available. I mean, traditionally, an artist would go to a gallery, and, you know, I think that's what everybody Well, maybe. Says. Yeah, I mean... Um, or they have a booth at a fair, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, getting a little bit into the business, it, it, it is like being an entrepreneur. You have to create your opportunities and find your niche. 
And the, the work I've been doing now, um, I do plein air, which means out in the open. It's a French term that was started way back in the, I guess, turn of the century. And it's, it's very specific to our area, this, the Sierras. So my niche isn't going to be, you know, the desert in Arizona. So, um, you know, I'm kind of working on that, fine-tuning fine that where other areas may be where my work would be appropriate. Yes, there are the fairs um, to do, which I'm experimenting with this year. I started last year, again, with some fundraisers um, at St. Mary's in Virginia City. Um, and that's a great place people should know about. They have um, great exhibits. Actually, there's uh, an opening next Saturday, the 25th, I think. Great work there. Something inspired me, and I'm going to ask this question when we come back, when you said you really have to be able to put yourself out there because you are exposing your yourself to the world, and we're going to find out how you overcame that. So stick with us. We'll be right back. This is Megan McIntosh from Emphasis on Excellence. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she gets my minutes done. Sherry Hill is all about excellence. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Landscapes can reflect a wide spectrum of postures, expressions, and emotions. Even though the landscape is an unmoving mass, ever-changing combinations of seasons, light quality, or time of day brings constant change, life, and personality to a scene. My guest, Emma, Ariema McKay, her challenge and goal is to capture that moment that inspires her. She wants to translate and express the experience of the beauty of the nature and its structure of what she sees and feels. So Emma, I've known for quite some time, and she really became a full-time artist in about 2010, and her works are currently being shown at Metro Gallery Reno, Markleyville Art Gallery, St. Mary's Art Center, Virginia City, Nevada, Capital Artworks in Sacramento, in Carson Valley, and lots of local exhibits for the Nevada Land Trust, Scenic Nevada, Latimer Club ex exhibitions, and various fundraisers and other art town venues. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Last segment, you were kind of telling us how you, how you evolved into becoming a full-time artist. And one thing that you said was that, you know, all of a sudden now you're like basically exposing yourself to the world a lot of artists, whether it's music or writing or painting, they're all going to kind of go through that, 
you know, should I share? Should I not share? What if people don't like it? Oh, yes. <laughs> so how did you how did you overcome it? It's just one of those things like doing anything, pushing the envelope and just take that step and do it. Good old Eric said, don't worry, there's always somebody who's going to like what you do. And I have to keep remembering that. <laughs> you know, we all, even the best of the artists that I've taken workshops from, they're all vulnerable and it's surprising to hear them say such things. You know, and their, their work is just incredible. So I think being any artist, even, even a business person, there's always that vulnerability spot. And, and you have to... Just have confidence, um, persevere, mm -hmm. and, and just don't give up. It's just uh, like anything else we do. And uh, talking with people, you know, that wasn't so hard. It was, the first couple of shows are a little, you know, are they going to like it? What, what's the response going to be? But once you get talking, you know, I had experience with clients, and I'm not really selling. I mean, artwork is something... It, it's going to grab someone's soul. Um, it's, it's either a, a story that is told in the painting or it's a memory, some kind of nostalgia, oh, I've been there, or somebody proposed to me there. You know, it's, it's some kind of connection they have, and, and it's beyond your control. So uh, you just appreciate what their appreciation is. So the talking with people, it's kind of fun to tell this story, you know, on this day it was cold or it was windy and my easel blew over and wrecked the painting or there's so many experiences that, you know, I could tell about each painting I do and it's kind of a nice nostalgic and, and journal for me to go through. But, um, you know, art's so personal to everyone. And uh, whether it's abstract or uh, even, the, even the subject matter of the landscape, it's, it's just a very personal thing. You were, you know, interacting with a lot of yeah. people when you were an architect mm -hmm. and certainly all different varieties of people. Yeah. And now as an artist, you're standing out in some field <laughs> painting all by yourself. I mean, so, you know, there's certainly isolation and, and I mean, many of us wish we could do that every once in a while, right? How are you dealing with that? I mean, you've got to, now you've said, I'm an artist. I yes. have to produce. I have to be able to make some income. Right. Um, but I have to go be by myself all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the thing. You, it, it is, like I said, a discipline. And I, on good stretches, I, I paint every day, you know, whether it's for an hour or four, whatever. You know, outside, you're kind of limited to maybe three hours. Uh, because of the light change or <laughs> weather conditions change, but it is you really have to be consistent. And as a business, you know, if you're you're committing to a show or a gallery or whatever, you have to produce. I and mean, this is part of the business aspect of it. You have to be on time. You have to present yourself in a professional manner. Um, there are standards of quality of work you want to show. Uh, the framing. Uh, the whole the whole aspect of it so um, and then you, well you have to be able to afford your supplies I mean again when you look at it from the <laughs> business perspective right there's a lot of cost going in yes uh, quite a bit quite a bit um, <laughs> and I haven't budgeted very well I just when you need it you get it you know starting out it's um, luckily there are some grants available I, I was um, uh, 
happy enough to get a grant from Nevada Arts Council last year for a workshop, but I'm applying one for frames because I had this solo show and other commitments too that was quite expensive. And now getting into some of these fairs and, and other events that we've created, um, I've got some wire walls, so exhibition things, a uh, rack for my cards. So there is quite a lot of equipment, yes. not, let alone from your paints uh, canvas and you know the basics too so yes it does this is sherry hill you're listening to the sherry hill show with guest emma ariema mckay you did hit on a good point because i have interviewed in the past the nevada arts council which is our statewide organization and then the sierra arts foundation which is local right. northern nevada and there is money available for artists mm -hmm. and really their goal and why we connected so well is because they are trying to move people from gee i'm just going to paint as a hobby this right. is really my passion i'm not fitting into society because they keep trying to shove me into a box and i don't right. fit into that box but i'm a phenomenal artist and my work needs to get out. And so they do have grants and workshops yes. to really help artists understand that you can be in business mm -hmm. as an artist. Mm -hmm. There even are some uh, workshops, art as your business around, which are helpful. Um, it, it's, it's, you learn about other ways you can take your art. Um, I just started doing prints of, of my, my work and I, I struggled with that whether I wanted to do that or not but to do these fairs you know it makes uh, art more affordable to more people so you can get that out there and you know with with usually those fairs are connected with some kind of organization so they benefit as well so like I said I'm testing some waters doing doing different things yeah there is some some expense for it and and that's you know talking about pricing you know with uh, a lot of people think art is so expensive, but when you take into account, again, you're constantly painting, you're constantly learning, you never get there. You, you have to keep learning. And what I've done is, you know, started local here and went to his mentor, and then you kind of move up the ladder to learn and get better, incorporating the cost. Well, it's like um, any job. I right, mean, you yeah. have to sharpen the right the saw right yeah, or they, in this case the paintbrush yeah there, there's <laughs> organizations to belong to and conferences to go to so you know it's keeping up on uh media mediums you can use techniques and it, it's interesting you mentioned something too about the isolation of painting um luckily i have a group i go out with on mondays because um I'm not real comfortable just going into the middle of nowhere by myself. Sure, <laughs> that's good from a safety perspective. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, so that's kind of nice to get a, a group to uh, bounce ideas off. And another thing, uh, again, talking about money that's and grants that are available from the state, St. Mary's offers a retreat to artists, which I just attended this weekend, and that is just phenomenal. You, they offer you a place to stay, you bring your food, and you just work in their wonderful studio. That's and it's awesome. got such great energy. And um, yeah, and even doing a painting, um, again, with the price, you know, you don't always always do a painting in three or four hours. Playing with different techniques and things, it may take you 30 hours to get there. This weekend at the retreat, um, I was working on some pieces for the Reno Bike Project, and it was with this jelly 
plate, a, 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 a new medium I just learned this spring by doing some prints with the gears and trying to do uh, stamps with the tires. It was fun, but, you know, I spent wow. a day doing, you know, <laughs> trying to figure it out and then finally got, got it rolling. I would guess, yeah, you do a lot of experimenting yeah. and different, uh, you know, I can honestly tell you, I've spent many years, I love going into art galleries, and, and I am like a whole bunch of people on the planet, we'll see some piece of art on the wall that might just be one line, and we're like, what is that? Yes. <laughs> I appreciate artwork like yours, where I literally am transported to where you were standing when you created this phenomenal piece of art, versus some abstract, strange thing that has no relationship to me. Yes, I'll stand there and stare at it and try and figure out what is the meaning, but for me, this is amazing that you can look at something and put it on canvas, and then I can hang it on my wall and experience you. That's a nice thing. One of my buyers asked, well, what does it feel like when you sell a painting? You know, is it a part of you? I said, well, it's it's not a missing part. It's kind of a, a nice thing to share that you can enjoy it. I know who has it. Um, some people that I, I know will, you know, bring me over and show me where they've hung it. So that's kind of a nice experience. And that's what um, I think is so important, you know, with these grants of, um, one of the questions was something about why you should get the grant. And for me, it's, I think a lot of people don't get to these wonderful places. This group I have, I'm still new to, to Reno, I, I, I think, and uh, people have been here for 20 years. They know these little spots, and they're just phenomenal. So for me, it's trying to bring this beauty to the public and for them to enjoy in their homes all year round. They don't have to go off-road and, you know, it's Try to figure it out. cold yes. or whatever. <laughs> so that's one of the nice things, too. Awesome. When we come back, I'm going to pick up on this conversation with Emma about moving from architect to artist. This is Helen Arnold from Las Vegas. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is an awesome best friend to Nevada nonprofits. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, Unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Artists become famous when they are dead. 
Well, that's not our hope here with my guest today, Emma, Ari Emma McKay, who enjoyed a professional career as an architect, receiving a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Architecture from Rhode Island School of Design. She is a licensed architect, certified interior designer, and is lead accredited. Well, with the crash of the uh, financial and real estate markets, uh, being an architect, moving to Reno in about 2009, didn't seem to cover the bills. (laughs) So Emma decided that she would refire up her natural instincts and creativity as a artist and I'm looking at her work it's just gorgeous and phenomenal and Emma just quickly if somebody wanted to look at what we're talking about today is there a good website or obviously we're going to talk a little bit about all the shows and stuff that you're mm-hmm. doing but where would you like them to go yeah I have a website it's Emma Oriema fineart.com I probably should spell that it's e-m-m-a-a-u-r-i-e-m-m-a fineart.com awesome so you know that is reality you know artists work for many many years and all of a sudden when they're no longer breathing they are famous and so I don't want to be one of those (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to be a little known (laughs) I So as you get known, I mean, this is part of the struggle when you decided that now art was going to be your business, you know, you stepped out of being a full-time architect to now being a full-time artist. And so we're really talking about the business of art, right? right? And, you know... You can paint all day long, but if nobody knows that you exist or you have no opportunity to share or show your work, so some good advice for artists that are just sitting in their garage painting but really want to move it to the next level, what would you suggest? Well, first of all, you have to have that courage. (laughs) Don't be scared. And um, I think just mingling with other artists, uh, you can find out opportunities that come along. We mentioned uh, a lot of fundraisers that do good for a lot of great environmental organizations or create your own. Um, our, my neighborhood uh, up in Arrow Creek, we created the Arrow Creek Art Guild last year and we decided to have a little show and this grew out of um, just social get-togethers we had and we found out, oh, you're an artist, you're an artist. And so somebody said, well, why don't you have an art show? So one of our get-togethers, we brought up a couple of paintings and then um, we said, well, let's form a group. So we did and we had a little exhibition in April and the community loved it. And now we created uh, an event that will happen during our town. We're in the book, July 12th. (laughs) It'll be musicians. We'll have our art exhibit, and we'll have it at the golf club. So we'll be having a little putting contest. We'll have raffles and all that good stuff, and, and the proceeds from the raffles will go back to our town. So it's being creative, you know, other than just doing your art, it's creating opportunities for yourself and what a great you know fact that we do have art town here in northern nevada and a great way for a lot of local artists to get out and participate and start to build those connections because again you know we're we're both any women we're real clear on what Mm -hmm. it takes to be a master connector and (laughs) and really helping people get what they need next and so i'm sure networking and and really finding out the who's who in the art world becomes Mm -hmm. quite important. 
Yes, it does. And it's it's probably maybe a more casual environment than the usual business. I think um, all my experiences have been um, wonderful. You know, everyone's willing to help you, um, direct you to who you should meet or, or where you sh- what you should do. So it, it's been very supportive. Right. And and that's that's really so that would too. be a good piece of advice is if yeah. you're an if you're a struggling yeah, reach, artist go hang out at Art Town yeah, for the month of July yeah and reach <laughs> out to any other artists you know um, and and connect with them and they can put you into so in touch with somebody who knows what you need to know so and and even again some of those organizations the Sierra Arts um, they have grants as well and to find out. Um, what you can do with your pieces. There's there's so many levels of art, too, I guess you could say. Um, you know, when we were talking about pricing and things like that, there was a, a great story I love to tell. There was a movie, I don't know, years ago I saw called The Mystery of Picasso. And it was somewhat of, of a documentary, but it showed him a lot of paint, painting. And it was at the end, there was a piece of glass, and he painted on it so you could see the image. And he did about five minutes, you know, and it would probably be worth 30 grand or something. And so the narrator asked, you know, you did that in five minutes, you know. He said, no, it took 40 years. So it's always building your skills and your technique and your talents and confidence, you know, to do just a painting yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something that doesn't doesn't really happen Overnight. Happen overnight. No, yeah, no, no, I saw that one time. This woman was just amazing how she played the piano. And, and somebody came, oh, I wish I could play the piano like you. And she says, no, you don't. That means <laughs> you would have had to practice, yes. you know, since age six. And this woman was probably in her 70s yes. every single day for many hours a day. Right. You know, so that's that commitment and drive right. and passion. And we get to experience kind of the final product, yes. right? Right, right. <laughs> But, you know, really talking about the opportunities for exposure, I just went to Brouhaha. It was a big event put on the um, Sierra Arts Foundation. And I'm one of those types where if I'm going to go and I know who that nonprofit is, I went over and bought this fabulous little packet of postcards from one of the artists, 10 bucks. And this guy was so excited. Yes. That was my first sale. Oh. You know, know, that's what he told me for the evening. Yeah. Maybe the whole night. But again, it's like it it reinvigorates and it gives them meaning to why they're painting. Mm -hmm. And we as the public, if we're going to enjoy it, then support the artist. Right? We have to support you guys. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Somebody told me who bought um, some uh, cards during the holidays said, oh, my, you know, the card I gave my dad framed it. He loved it so much. So that was really sweet to hear and, and to have that, that feedback that somebody's enjoying what, what you did. Right. So what do you think, though? I mean, you're really at kind of that beginning level mm-hmm. where you're out there helping in fundraisers and, and doing different events in your local area. I mean, how do you really move without dying yeah. to that whole higher level? Well, quite frankly, I th- I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> um, there's a movement starting here in Reno. You know, Reno is coming, becoming a really hot art spot. 
with Burning Man, I think, as one of those foundations. But there, two months ago, there was this art symposium where everybody who was anybody attended, and they were surprised at the enormous attendance. And they're doing another one um, April 26th at The Generator. So anyone who's interested, attend. And what they're talking about is it's just that finding... Um, places and and how we can get out into the world i mean and as an individual too you know you start local then go go global as we like to say in business too but um there's things online now there's um arts etsy uh that you can post your work on uh, but, but let me ask this question yeah. something just popped into my head i mean yeah. how do you move from i'm passionate this is part of my soul you're experiencing my my inner thoughts and feelings on that canvas to i'm going to move it into commercialization well, uh, fine art, I don't know, would be commercialization. You know, um, it, to go that route, um, it would be, you would be creating things maybe more graphic that could be licensed for wall covering, pillows, tableware, uh, tablecloths. Yeah, that, I think, would be a different direction. Um, you know, we were talking about the levels of art, you know, crafty kind of things, Um and then, there, of course, there's the blue chip guys, you know, that are um, prices are, you know, 30000 a, a painting and things like that. So I, th- I think it's just moving up in the type of locations here. I, th- I think, you know, what we're doing here locally for the fundraisers and things, I think that's just a standard. It's wonderful to be there. But um, to move out into other areas, like I was saying, for my work, particularly being of mountains, you know, other areas that are mountainous, maybe Colorado, you know, over the hill, Auburn, um, maybe New England could be relate to some of this. And and so it's it's finding galleries that would do that. But it's it's um, a little bit difficult breaking into that. They get thousands of requests and inquiries all the time. So it's networking, mm-hmm. finding you know that foot in the door, or, or or more of a personal way to to get there. And um, so that would be, I think, my well, next and, step, getting, yeah, getting and, out there. Well, we're talking about art as a business. So these are some of the things you need to think about going mm-hmm. in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to look at it, art right. as a business, what is your plan? What is your goal? Right. If you're going to go the gallery route or you want to, you know, do little postcards, you, right. you have to kind of know. Yeah. And then, of course, now with today's, you know, ability for you to have phenomenal websites mm-hmm. and all where you can showcase your own work, right. YouTube, you know, I can watch you paint a painting. I mean, <laughs> it's it's really a better time for artists, mm-hmm. I think. It is, yeah, because you can get um, a lot of uh, different things on there. You can show your location so people can have a better connection of what you're doing. I should do that, by the way. I keep thinking <laughs> about it. We take pictures on site when we go out to paint, but not a whole video and a whole little thing because it could be funny at the um, convention, the, the plein air convention, two years ago when I went, they they went around and interviewed whoever wanted to tell stories about episodes when they're painting you know people were saying oh i was on a cliff and my wind blew the wind blew my easel down to the ocean i lost everything and i had a story uh, one of the first workshops i took with a really key 
artist, I had a new easel and, you know, I'm all set up and, oh, here she comes. She's going to come talk to me now. And the wind comes and my easel, well, something came loose. My easel fell over. Everything went flying. It was just, you know, embarrassing. Quite embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) Art of business or the business of art? We'll be right back. This is Dan Pilla, author of How to Win Your Tax Audit. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is an important resource because she provides all the information small businesses need to succeed. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Emma Oriema, artist. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she's an inspiration for me to become the best I can be. Sherry Hill is fabulous. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show. My guest today, Emma Ariema McKay licensed architect, lead certified, all that good stuff. But she said, you know what? In 2010, I don't have any work. I'm going to become an artist. (laughs) And what a phenomenal one she is. Now we're talking about fine art. And so these are just beautiful paintings on canvas and certainly of our local region. But what's been interesting is we've been talking about the business of art Whether it's music or art or ceramics or whatever it is, there's a lot of people that, you know, they dig doing it. Now you made the decision to say, well, I have to uh, do this as a full-time business. And so it's been kind of fun to watch you evolve into, you know, because when we met, you were an architect. and. And to watch you really evolve and to see the the majesty and the grace of which you paint is just inspiring. Not for me. I'm never going to pick up a paintbrush. I can guarantee I will never be your competitor. However, (laughs) I dig it. So that's good. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. So when we're talking about, you know, the business of art, we've we've discussed a lot of things that you've had to personally go through to really put yourself out there and let people experience you. As well as now we're down to the real dynamics. You know, you've got to start a business. You've got to buy the supplies. You've got to have a business license. All that stuff that most artists would resist. Mm -hmm. And they do. (laughs) How do I know that? (laughs) Because I work with them, right? Ah, They don't want to be in that box. Right. But how do you, because you you had your own business, so it wasn't a big stretch for you. But. Yeah, luckily I had some of that in place already. But, you know, as things moved along, there are, are things that you still have to do. You need a bio. You need something about yourself uh, for exhibits and so on you know you like a business you would collect you would create a little brochure you know and I have my little three three folded brochure tells a little bit about me and and my work and some examples on it um when you have exhibits um 
to let people know. You know, you've got to have a way to capture um, your resources as people coming in, your guests, so that you can announce your next events. Um, and then there's postcards, direct mail, email, all, all that good stuff. And... Um, so, and, well, do you find that, you know, you build kind of a following, right? So people who right. already like your artwork are the ones most likely to come back and buy another piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, what's nice now is um, I've shown around that down in Carson City, Markleyville, that's, uh, you know, getting to be a larger area. Uh, a couple of times people said, oh, I saw your work down in Carson City. So that's kind of nice. People are recognizing the name, recognizing the pieces. And so it, it's like your business in a sense advertising where they say you have to be consistent and show up and that's doing these exhibits and events and things where people are seeing your name out there in the newspaper or you know uh the actually the newspaper isn't really supporting us with with uh listing events but there's two great um websites uh art spot online has a list of events and um, well, our town will have all all those things listed, but um, you know to keep keep your name out there, right? Well, and to let people know to experience your artwork for the first time or the hundredth yeah. time. And again, now we move into the real marketing mm-hmm. of your business, right? Because right. you're a great at what you do, but if if the goal is to sell it. Mm-hmm. and create income, then you have to be present so people can see it and buy it. And right. it's a lot of shows. It's traveling. It's all kinds of stuff. It is. And it it's kind of a party in a way. You know, that's why we always invite people for receptions. We're good for a glass of wine or two, you know, and it's fun. And even the, the guests meet their friends or other people and and it's it's a very social thing, which is is fun as well. Well, you know, when you think about it, you know, when we talk about the arts, and I know that there's a huge push, you know, when we talk about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, we want to get the A back in there so it moves to right. STEAM, the arts, right? <laughs> because we know kids that are great in math or can calculate all this stuff tend to be great artists, too. Exactly. It's all the same kind of thought process. Yeah, it's surprising when you hear how um, engineers are great musicians. And music is mathematical. Art, I know in a sense it is, you know, you have to think about proportions and things. But but it's that great expression. And with those basic, um, uh, what they used to call them, the three R's, that that's the basic to create amazing things like Steve Jobs, what he did, you know, the computers and our future. Right. And without the arts, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be just painting. You know, I uh, there's installations and, you know, talented teachers can think of incredible projects for kids to do or even um, do murals on empty buildings so it's more visually pleasing. So there's lots of things um, they can do, and, and I agree. Leaving arts out of education is is a real tragic. Real tragic. This yeah. is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show with guest Emma Ari Emma McKay, who is a fine artist.
What's really interesting, because when we think about, you know, our region and all the momentum and excitement and everything going on, I look at it from the entrepreneurial community. You're looking at it from the artist community. We have certainly others looking at it in different uh, respects. But really, there is a big push for the arts and the culture. And and Burning Man is a huge part of that because they're bringing people from all over the world but locally, and I've worked with a lot of artists locally because they are, you know, they have felt left out from people thinking about how do we want to change Reno? How do we want to really define ourselves or redefine ourselves? And the artists are all going, hey, wait a minute, we're a big part of this. Yeah. Hear us. Yeah. Well, I think I think things are happening. And as I mentioned, that great symposium that took place, there were a lot of disciplines present. And the big issue was communication so that the artists can offer some of those things. And you see little bits of that happening around town. Some of those, I don't know, electrical boxes or whatever um, get painted. And I think people get grants for that. I mean, that's just just a minor, minor part. But I think um, there's some big events that happen here. And I think usually July, there's that Coeur d'Alene auction. And that brings big-time buyers into town here. And, you know, that's one thing that's been discussed. How can we capture their interest to spend more time here and see the talent here? There is such a great diversity of of people here, great metal people, ceramics, um, painters, all kinds of things. And Burning Man, I mean, that is so unique. Like you say, people from all around the world are coming now. Right, right. So, so it's, you know, it's a good time. And I'm sure part of because you're involved in a lot of it and, and certainly working through the Sierra Arts Foundation and things like that, where, you know, what we learned in the entrepreneurial community was we had to break down all the silos so that we're all communicating and working together because we're all for the common good. Mm-hmm. So same in the artist world, you know, there's this always this perception that, you know, artists are creative and they're not really business people and, and they're goofy or they're whatever, right? right? But the bottom line is these guys are pretty sharp. Cause, oh, yes. Because like you say, they're like you. Highly educated, was an architect, had your own business, Mm -hmm. things changed, and now you're out and you're creating absolutely gorgeous, fine art. And so with all that business savvy, you're bringing that to your artwork, Mm -hmm. and now it's like you're going to be a great resource to help others behind you kind of cross that hurdle into, I now own a business. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing in businesses, as far as marketing, uh, you partner with a similar or something related to your business. And I think that's starting to happen, too. You know, whether it's with these organizations to bring the art into that to help them uh, do fundraising or... You know, I think more of this partnering is is happening. Like restaurants, one thing we've done, too, there was another group that I got involved with, um, the Abstract Collective. And the only abstract gallery in town now is on Bell Street, Art Indeed. And, again, creating our own opportunities. We have some work hung around town. One is the uh, Midtown Wine Bar. And so, you know, the, the 
hospitality industry is is supporting us and we're kind of partnering with them, enhancing their environment and we get a chance to display our work. Yes. So important. And again, you guys are creative, so you should be creative, right? right. (laughs) This is not a big stretch. Like I explained to you, I went into this uh, location, I won't even mention it, and I walked in and all the walls were bare. And it was like, what a boring place. And so, um, interestingly, I immediately thought of you. And, of course, I made that connection for you to go in and chat with them to go, hey, let me put my work on your walls Mm -hmm. so that when people come in, they can experience not just your localness, but mine, too. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a win-win situation. Um, Any blank wall can be enhanced. (laughs) So... Right. Well, you have, uh, there was a statement here that you had, oh, everyone is an artist. You can paint your life however you like, right? Yes. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, you know, as you said, you don't have the creativity or the talent to to paint or draw, but everyone is an artist in the sense they're creative. I mean, being a business person, you have to be creative. How you're going to get your word out there, what your business is, you have to create that. So you are an artist. Everyone is that. And you have the opportunity and the control to go with it wherever you want. Right. Well, Emma, you have inspired me to get out my box of crayons. Thank you. (laughs) And I wanted to... um, Thank you for having me here. And this is a little print of one of my favorite things, too. A little blueberry tart. (laughs) Awesome. That is wonderful. I will cherish that forever. So (laughs) thank you for being here. And I would encourage people to get out to your website. Uh, We will post it because it's a very long name. And also because you have a listing of all the shows that you're going to be attending and showing at. And so if you're curious or you're an artist or you know or um, have a relationship to a a budding artist, then you want to get them out there attending these shows, seeing what's going on, interacting with these artists who have made the leap and really get yourself out there to the public. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sherry. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International.